What's going on, everybody? This is Victor with Karas Gold. I'm here with my good friend, Nate. What did you say, Taveras? Is that how you say it? Taveras, yeah. Taveras. What's going on, man? Pleasure to be on. Pleasure oh. to talk about the beautiful game, man. I'm excited. Exactly. That's that's my favorite word to describe this beautiful game. Yo, Nate, where can, where can people follow you? Where can people reach you at on social media? Yeah, so um, I got my Facebook right now. Um, Nate Taveras, you can uh, check me out there. I'm usually always posting about sports, about the beautiful game. Big baseball fan. I just love mm-hmm. uh, breaking down all types of athletics. So um, you can check me out there. And also on my uh, Instagram, which is going to be NateGT24. NateGT24. Yep. Follow him on Instagram at NateGT24, Nate Taveras. You can follow him with all different types of athletic sports. You do basketball too, right? Yeah, yeah. Basketball is probably the one where I'm, I'm, I'm least uh, a fanatic for, but I, uh-huh. I appreciate the game. I appreciate the playoffs, man. What those guys do is, uh, is on another level, man. And, and, and seeing them up close in person, those giants, the way they move and, and yeah. what they're able to perform <laughs> at that high of a level in the competition, it, it blows yeah. my mind sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just, just a question. Since we're on that topic, do you think LeBron James is the best p- basketball player? Oh, man. Ever, ever? That's that's tough, man. You're gonna get people to start hating me before they even know me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I think I, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can so I can if uh-huh. I can solidify his name as the best ever. I think he does certain things and his his vision for the position he plays and the size that he has, his vision and, uh-huh. and the ability to change a game on the dime, yeah. I think is 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 unique. You know, we haven't mm-hmm. really seen someone who looks like him, who moves like him, and, and yeah. reads the game. So I think in that sense, it's unique. So, But he's, by the end of his career, you know, you might be able to say that without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to put my stamp on it, though. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll, we'll wait till he's done. We'll, we'll wait. Awesome. All right. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I understand that time is valuable, and we want to make sure that you guys enjoy this podcast. So to start off, we're going to be talking about the Golden UEFA Champions League final. Nate, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. I know you're very busy. So let's just kick this off. Let me just start by asking, who do you want to win? Not who thinks is going to win, but who do you want to win? Well, I have a big, big Premier League bias, man. I'm a, I'm a huge Chelsea fan, and I know that's going to come as a shock that I'm rooting for another Premier League yeah. team like Liverpool, some an arch nemesis, but... um. Yeah, I love I love the style of the Premier League. Okay, mm-hmm. I think it's the most competitive league in the world. Not necessarily that it has the best team, but the most competitive league. So yeah, anytime they can shine, um, I'm on it. I'm I'm rooting for them. So mm-hmm. I, I want, I'm rooting for Liverpool. And you know, most solid is a Chelsea reject that they sold away. Yeah, uh, which we still had. Wow. So uh, I'm I'm a big <laughs> fan of his. Big big fan of Mo Salah. Okay, awesome. Yeah, no, I I I knew that, but for some reason I just didn't put that just now. I forgot that Salah was in Chelsea along with other players that have shined like this year. But yeah. man, how, how do you how do you how do you feel about that though? Like the fact that I guess he wasn't shining as much over in Chelsea as he is, you know, this year. It's a love hate relationship with my yeah. club, and you know, <laughs> Chelsea Chelsea's very unique in a sense where they one year can tear up the league and make a Champions mm-hmm. League run, and the next year it's it's all shambles. You know, they're self destructing yeah. and. And it's a part of the ownership. It trickles down, you know, with Roman Abramovich, the way he manages the club. It's very toxic mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get these players who, 
uh, it's funny because the way Salah came in is that he was killing us with Basel <laughs> in the Europa League. So yeah. Chelsea was like, all right, this guy's tearing us up. We just got to buy him. Yeah. And he came at a time when we had purchased a couple other wingers. We had Andre Schurler uh, that we had um, purchased from uh, Wolfsburg, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, we also had just gotten William. So he was fighting for yeah. a position. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. It was tough. It was tough at that moment. And he definitely wasn't player, the player he is now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you got to be able to stick with it, I think. And, you know, at the same time, we sold Kevin De Bruyne. And look what he's doing with, with yeah. him. So. It, it exactly. hurts. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I mean, that, that's, I'm, to me, that's incredible. And I think it, it's, I don't want to, I would never want to blame Chelsea for that. Because you never know how, how somebody can perform within the next few years, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, unfortunately, he wasn't able to provide that, you know, that, that, that type of, you know, impact on the team when he first started there. You know, you can't really blame the guy either. I mean, he, he yeah. just started. And so, you know, it's, it's hard to have vision sometimes until he actually does it. So, mm-hmm. Uh, so with that being said, so you definitely want Liverpool coming from a Chelsea fan. I understand that though. If even if even if, like I'm a Real Madrid fan, but if Barca went to the finals, I'd rather Barca win than uh, I don't know. I, I guess it depends. Yeah, yeah. See, see I, the, I, the Barca Real Madrid the dynamic is uh, different. You know, that's that's yeah. real hatred right there. So I can understand you're not rooting for that. But I always mm-hmm. like I always tell people, you know, Chelsea's my club, but I love football in general like I love yeah that's that's the first love right that's you know yeah. watching the game so you know I, I root for all soccer I root for all football and then I'll specifically root for my squad you know yeah no I, I got you on that yeah I mean you know who I want I definitely want Ramajit but I would actually be very happy if Liverpool wins only because even though it's against, it would be against my team I think Liverpool in itself probably has such a great chance not not a not a really high chance, but I think they have a very good chance of beating Real Madrid. The way that their style of play is going up against a team like Real Madrid. Um, what do you? Let me let me ask you a, a good question. Do you think Liverpool has the chance to beat Real Madrid in the finals, knowing that it's their first time playing since maybe I think ten years ago, eleven years ago, since they won yeah. the finals? Yeah, it's been a while. I think the last time was uh, the, the night in is- Istanbul, which was like 2007 or, yeah, or so. Yeah, with and they played against uh, AC Milan and they yeah, lost. Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, if you're asking me if they have a chance, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think any team, when you make it to the final, you've proven oh, yeah. um, that you have – What it uh, takes. Like, pro- you have mm-hmm. what it takes. You have a prolific scorer or scorers. You yeah. have a style um, that's hard to defend, and you have a defense that can hold up against other people's – Attack yeah. so absolutely and specifically when you look at Liverpool, that front three. I don't care what Oof. you say about the rest of the team. That front, th- that front three is world class. Oh yeah. And, and if you actually watch the games and watch the movement between those front three, they're able to read themselves mm-hmm. like they have eyes in the back of their head. The movement is is, is beautiful, really, to watch between uh, Salah, Mane, and Firmino. Yeah. Um, the one touch passes, knowing exactly uh, when to go into space, how to go into space, and receive that pass. Um, they're, they're deadly, and, and they're really, really good at isolating a weak spot in the defense and yeah. just driving at it until it breaks. Um, so I definitely think they have a chance to, to put some goals in, and when you have a chance to put some goals in, you have a chance to win the game, so for sure. Yeah, I think I heard that uh, the trios, I mean, they have more goals than the whole Real Madrid squad, and, he, and everybody knows that Real Madrid is one of the, always, you know, they're always going to be one of the top teams that, that scores the most, especially with Ronaldo always scoring, but I mean, Absolutely. that's just amazing. I mean, 
What, what was the uh, – how, how many goals did they score on Roma? Was it, was it seven? Yeah, they scored a, a total of seven goals, you know, and some of them were, were questionable. I know a lot of the Roma fans and the Roma ownership, you know, were saying that, it, you know, it was a disgrace by the referees, but that's – I think that's a bit of a stress. That's, you not, know, yeah. It's, it's – you got to look at yourself before you look at the referee. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, their, their team scored seven goals. It's hard to win any type of Champions League game or, 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 or tie – if you're letting that many goals in. <laughs> you, you know what What I've been very surprised at is the fact that I would think that the last few years of how crazy the amount of goals people are able to score on the UEFA Champions League, like semifinals, quarterfinals around there. Because yeah. I remember back in, since watching in like in 2005, 2006, 2007, they're usually always within the tie or like maybe somebody wins by a way goal or penalties. And but... Like, ever since, I would say, since Real Madrid beat Bayern Munich. No, I would say even before that, when Bayern beat uh, Barcelona, I think it was like a 4, no, 7-0 or 7-1, something yeah. like that. Ever since yeah. then, like, for some reason, some of the semifinals have been such a huge gap in, in, in scores. Like, to me, I, it was just insane. Like, I predicted uh, Liverpool beating Roma the first game 2-1 and then yeah. it ended up being 5-2. And then the second game, I was like, you know what? May, I, I still think Liverpool's going to win, but I think it's going to be more of a 2-1 and it ended up being like a 4-2. And I'm like, or, yeah, was it 4-2? Yeah, it was 4-2. Yeah, 4-2, yep. And to me, it was just mind-blowing how attack, like how attack, like the mindset being like full-on attack. Yeah. And I, I just never predicted being so high in that. Like, what are your thoughts? Like, why do you think that's been happening, I guess, I, I lately in big yeah. tournaments? Yeah, I think it's it's a combination of a couple things. I think tactically, um, there there's almost like a uh, tactical specialties that uh-huh. are coming from different leagues and mm-hmm. teams are wanting to showcase those tactics as, you know, previously you would have, you would reach the semifinal and, and teams would be very, very cautious. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they would feel each other out. But yeah. now there's like these tactical ideologies that people want to showcase and, you know, they double down on it. And when you do that, either you're going to, you know, you're meeting a, a team with a completely different tactical lineup. Totally different, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you double down on your tactics instead of actually feeling out the, the game, it's going to tend to lead to you giving up more goals possibly or, or a, a more open match yeah. um, uh, because of possible vulnerabil- vulnerabilities or opportunities and, and openings in the defense or the attack that, that you notice. Um, and also, I just think the style of, of, of play right now is, is lending to more and more attack, you know? Yeah. Um, Especially with Liverpool, you know, the Gegen press style that uh, Jurgen Klopp implements, man, and those front three, they, they are, they're like the three horsemen, man. They're deadly mm-hmm. when, when they, you know, when they gain that ball back, you know, they press you to death. And then once they receive that ball, they gain possession again, somebody's out on the wing, they launch them out, and they're off to the races. So yeah. uh, it, it lends to a very open game when you play that style. And, um, you know, that's why I think in the final, I think it's going to be a, a high-scoring final for, for final standards, you know. I was, I was thinking the exact same thing. And, and what I was going to say is the next question I was actually going to ask was, with that being said, who do you I – know, I know you say who you want to win, but who do you really think is going to win this game? You know, it's hard. It's hard to bet against. It's hard. It's really hard. Um, specifically, you know, I had the same question. A couple of my friends were asking me this yeah. um, when, they, when they were playing against Juve. And I was like, you know, Juve right now, like, you know, they, they look good. But watching Madrid, they did the things that they needed to do to win a game when they weren't playing well. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's what makes these teams, 
you know, great Champions League yeah, teams. Exactly. Um, is even when they're not clicking on all cylinders, mm-hmm. someone will shine, someone will do something, a, a, a game-changing play, or they'll just be able to edge out. Yeah. And Madrid has proved that round and round and round again. And right now, it's, you know, it's more of a, do I think the experience of Madrid is going to outclass the lack of experience that, that Liverpool, Liverpool has? has. Mm-hmm. And, and I do think that that's going to happen. So um, I think it'll be an exciting game, but I think Madrid's probably going to win. I'm, I'm going to call it, I'm going to call it a, a 3-2 final. So a high score mm. final, 3-2. That would be nice. Here's, here's my thought on it. And I agree with you on that 100%. Mainly because the way that we've seen, like, when Madrid beat uh, Juve, it was a 3-0. People were like, oh, okay. You know, Madrid's going to advance. And then when yeah. Juve went all the way to 3-0, almost, like, finalizing the game to go to extra times. Yep. You, you cannot be mad at the way Real Madrid is great under pressure. Yeah. They can be really bad at that game. But all they need is just that one time or that one chance to change that entire game. And that's what they've been amazing at. Same thing that happened in the, in the finals against Atletico in 2000, I think it was 13 or 14, yeah. where they scored the last-minute Sergio Ramos. And then they ended up winning the 4-1. Same thing that happened with them, Atletico, the next uh, UEFA Champions League, where they went into PKs. You know, yeah. when it comes to pressure, for some reason, they are just – they just know how to get the job done. And that's what I think that people need to understand – is that whether or not they have a good game or a bad game because of their experience and their um, consistency, consistency yeah. on, on doing great under pressure, I think that can be such a game changer. My opinion on the actual final, here's my thing. If Liverpool goes full throttle and if they don't mess up, I think they will beat Real Madrid. And it can be, I think it could be a, maybe around the same 3-2, maybe even a 3-1. Yeah, but like I said, that's they cannot create chances for Madrid. If they do, yeah. they got to understand that Real Madrid has a great attacking, you know, squad also, and yep. they live for these moments. And here's, so, yeah, here's here's what I here's what I think. Mm-hmm. You know how it's gonna line out uh, or play out. You know, if if Klopp does what I think Klopp will do, which he'll stick to his tactics, yeah, his gagging press, because that's what his team does best, and that's when his team is 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 uh, most efficient. Mm-hmm. is Liverpool in all these games, they've gotten out on the front foot and they started scoring early and often. Yeah. And the thing is that, you know, doesn't pose too much of a problem for Madrid because if you yeah. look in the mm-hmm. last couple of games, Madrid has come through in the last 15 to 25 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think Madrid will actually outlast Liverpool because if you look, that, that plays perfectly into Madrid's, you know, if you want to call it a trap or their style, their counter attacking style but yeah liverpool mm-hmm. scores early and then their defense has laps late they, yeah. in the game yes. that's super dangerous when you play when you play any top tier team in in a final that's dangerous but when yeah. you play a team that has the experience and actually you know comes in in the clutch in the last 15 to 25 minutes mm-hmm. that's very very dangerous so they better score a lot if they want a chance you know mm-hmm. a couple goals maybe you know a goal i don't think they'll score two goals in the first half but you know if they do uh, they're going to have to keep up the scoring because I think yeah. that defense, especially lining up against Madrid's attack, um, Virgil van Dijk for, for Liverpool, I think he's great, but he's still getting used to the system. He's still mm-hmm. trying to tactically organize the rest of his defense. And yeah. uh, Lovren back there, he's a huge liability, man. Yeah. You, you, you can catch him out of position all the time. And with, you know, Ronaldo, uh, Asensio, or whoever it is running w- with pace at him, they yes. can catch him out. Exactly. They can catch him out. So. One it's, thing, it's dangerous. 
one one thing that I that I um that I realized when it came to the uh, the final last year with Madrid and, and Juve was was the way that uh, whenever Madrid will go pretty much on the wings close to the to where the goal is and then they'll they won't necessarily cross it but they'll pass it like ground level but they will do it opposite away from the goal so that whenever yeah. the Juve is running towards you know them. They have to quickly shift, which they're not used to that. And I think that Liverpool can do pretty much the same thing. I don't think that they're – they have to be very, very, very careful with their defense. Yeah. Just, I, I completely agree with you. The fact that they have to score as many goals, but not only that, be careful with their defense. I mean, you saw, you saw them against Roma. They, that, to me, was so surprising. Yeah. The first, the first leg, 5-0, and it only took them, I think it was like the last 15, 20 minutes, they just scored t- uh, two goals. And then the last uh, game that they played, um, I mean, they just caught up all the way. They just needed one goal. I knew that the whistle was going to blow, but still, like, you can't, you can't do that. You, you really can't do that, especially with a team like Real Madrid. It's, there's no room for that, especially yes. in the final. It's only, there's, no, there's no two legs. It's, nope. it's one final. Yeah. Either, either you do it or you don't. That's it. Yeah, no, it, no excuse. You can't mentally check out like that against yeah. a, a team like Madrid. And, yeah. you know, I think really the key for Liverpool, you know, talking about their defensive laps, I, I think yeah. the defense is, is, a, is a vulnerability for, for, for them for sure. So the key for them is going to be their positioning and work rate um, of the midfielders. Yeah. You know, the three midfielders, that I think that's uh, kind of like the unsung hero of the team is, yeah, they don't have these flashy – you know, star midfielders and Henderson, oh, yeah. Milner, and yeah. Wijnaldum. But those guys, they work hard and they work all game long. Exactly. Up and down the field. And, and typically, they're very good about uh, being in a, in a tactively, tactically safe position. Yeah. Or in a position to provide cover to the defense. You know, up until the last 20 minutes of the game. Um, mm-hmm. But it, they're going to have to play a, literally a perfect game in the midfield. Yeah. Um, in terms of positioning to not... Um, allow Real's front three to have a, a open look at their defense. Because if, if they do, I think it's game over. So those guys, mm-hmm. Henderson, Wijnaldum, Milner, um, they're, they're going to have to play a, a perfect game. They may even play mm-hmm. uh, Emre Chan um, because yeah. he, he provides a little bit more of a physical, defensive um, cover. And he also, he's got an attacking um, component to his game. So I wouldn't be surprised if they play him and, and they let, let him lay a little bit deeper just to provide some cover to that defense. But uh, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the key of the game is if those guys are tactically sitting back a little bit more than usual and yeah. making sure they're picking up all the runs, I think they can have a good game and they could possibly win. But um, yeah. it's a matter if they do that for 90 minutes, and I don't know if they can. Yeah, and, and that's my thing too. I think, as long, I think they need to make sure that their mentality is 100%. Because like, like how we were just saying, all it takes is literally one mess up. When you saw the game against Bayern versus Madrid on the first leg, Bayern had maybe like 20 attacking you know, opportunities. Yeah. Maybe had yeah. three. Out of, out of those, Madrid can literally finish all the opportunities they have. Whether that's two times, they can, have, they can attack twice and they can maybe make those two. You know what I mean? And so I think that they need to make sure that they are very, very crucial with their chances, making sure that they make those opportunities count. Because if yeah. not, all Madrid has to do is just do that one counterattack, and that's going to create a goal, and that can change the in, the entire team's mentality, hundred percent. And Absolutely. so, uh, yeah. And and then with that being said, who do you think is crucial on each team? Like, who who do you think is very very needed in that team that's going to make a make it a game changer? Well, like like I was kind of alluding to earlier, obviously the front three, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, they, they, they're going to do what, what, what they do. Um, and I think it's very easy to say, like, okay, look out for, for Mino, look out for Salah, look out for Mane. Yeah. But what I was saying earlier is, is Henderson. Henderson typically yeah. sits uh, deeper on, on the, uh, you know, the, the three, the, the four uh, the 4 3 formation that they run. Yeah. He'll sit as, like, almost a holding mid or a center mid. Yeah. So I think if, if they put that same tactical lineup out um, and it's just Henderson – uh, Wijnaldum and Milner, I think Henderson's going to be the player of the game. He's going to have to make yeah. sure he's organizing and, and providing cover for the defense. And he's really going to have to give 150%, leave nothing in the tank, covering yeah. the field. He's, you know, it, it's going to be tricky because he's going to have to come out and be physical. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to get a yellow card within the first half. So hmm. um, it's going to be a matter of making sure he's physical, making sure he's staying on top of all his runs. Um, not giving uh, Madrid, Modric, uh, um, or, or Kovacic, uh, or Cruz any time, mm-hmm. any time to to pick a pass. Yeah, and and that means being physical, pressing yeah. very very hard. So I think the key of the game is going to be with him, man, because if he's able to do that and more in the defensive half, um, I think they can have a good game. Now, yeah. in in uh, as far as Madrid, um, I don't know if I can say that the key of the game is going to be with him, but I think Marcelo is such a game changer, mm. but he pushes up so far. And I don't know if Zidane's going to give him specific orders this game, like, you know, drop back a little bit more. Because if you get caught out of position with one of those wingers that Liverpool yeah. has, it's going to be a it's, big, big mm-hmm. problem. Big problem. Because they always attack one center back and they're able to make their run so that center back is isolated and Marcelo yeah. always gets caught up field. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, go out on a limb and say that he's going to be uh, the key to their success being yeah. able to um, uh, push forward and provide support for the attack. But mm-hmm. while uh, at the same time, you know, tracking back and making sure that he doesn't leave his center backs exposed uh, specifically yeah. down the wing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I actually, on Liverpool, I agree 100% on that. I think I think Henderson is going to be the main key factor. I think he balances out the way that Liverpool plays and that he helps create chances for them. I mean, trio, no matter what, just like how you were saying, I mean, you can't really stop them. And so yeah. that's not really like something that's um, – you, you can't really isolate that whole thing. But I think yeah. as, as just one individual, I, I think it would be Henderson – Pretty much the same thing as 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 you were saying. I think he's he plays such a huge part, and I think that he's able to balance out the the chemistry and the way that they're going to be playing against Madrid. And so, as long as he keeps, just like how you said, I think if as long as he's very physical in, in a smart smart way, and he keeps like his mentality very strong, I think he's going to make a huge huge impact. Yeah. And so it, it's it's going to be on him. And so hopefully he'll be ready by then. And for Real Madrid. Oh man, it's tough. It's tough. I agree a lot with Marcelo because it, it happened the same thing when when Bayern's first goal against yeah. against Madrid. It was because Marcelo, um, he he wasn't on his position because they just went really quick after he went out, and yep. so he needs to be there. Ramos needs to be there. Everybody needs to be in their place, and I think in a sense they they know that, but I think because sometimes they, you know, every now and then they may slack off. Um, in a sense, I, I, I think they can do that just because they know how to handle situations. Yeah. But at the same time, you just don't do it. So I think, in a sense, I would say Marcelo would be one. 
Um, but at the same time, I feel like there could be many other different factors. I don't. I'm, I'm not sure if there's even a key player. I would say it's kind of hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, because absolutely. It, there's just so many things that they just have to make sure. But I think as long as the team in itself are organized and are playing the way they usually play on on these types of tournaments, especially on a final like this, I mean, they they just have to keep going and, and make sure they take those opportunities that they have. So. I mean, they have they have probably one of the strongest mentality, and so that's going to get them going and get them to where they need to go. Be- yeah. and and I think I think it can go either way when it comes to you know when people say that if they never won something, then they want it most because they've never tasted it. But at the same time, if it's somebody that has won it so many times, they they don't even want to have the thought of losing. And so that's why I feel like it, it can balance out between Liverpool because they won it so bad because they haven't had it in about yeah. like. I think they haven't won it since, I think it was 2000, no, 2005, I think Yeah, it was. 2005, I think yeah. was the last time they won it. And so, in a sense, I can, I can understand that they, they're so hungry for that, especially since, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not going to win the, they haven't won EPL and, yeah. and, and so forth. I think that's the trophy that they really want, and they have such a great opportunity. And so, and with that being said, at the same time, Real Madrid, this is the only trophy too. They don't want to go without a trophy. And, you know, they're, they're very very hungry for that, for that yeah. one too. So I, it can literally go either way. Yeah, so it's I, Champions League or bust for both teams, really, <laughs> at this point, you know. Yeah. I, either way, I'd be happy with that, whichever team wins. They both deserve it no matter what. I don't care what anybody says. I think they both earned it. And so, I mean, I'm very excited for what the outcome's going to be. Can't wait to watch it. Um, definitely going to be an exciting game, man. Definitely. I'm, I'm excited. I hope both teams stick to the tactics that got them there. So. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. And they need to make sure they go 100%. Nothing less than that. Mm-hmm. By the way, I want to ask you this one. If Liverpool wins – or, by the way, be, scratch all that. Who do you think deserves the Ballon, Ballon d'Or? Oh, uh, I think you got it. I don't, I don't know if you, you can give it to Salah, but I think he has demonstrated that he deserves to be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I don't, off the top of my head, I'm, I'm not sure what Messi's stats were this season. Obviously, yeah. they won La Liga – um, and, and the Copa and, del Rey. And Copa del Rey. Uh, but as far as goals-wise and, and, and um, actual uh, numbers-wise, I think it was about the same what he usually has, right? Which is amazing for a player. Yeah. But if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't like an outstanding season in his – if you look at all his seasons, it wasn't one of the seasons that is, you know, outstanding in yeah. terms of numbers and, and, and you know, um, accolades. Yeah. Um, you know, if Madrid win it and Ronaldo plays a big part in that, scores some key goals, then there's an argument for him. Because, yeah. you know, in the, in the early half of the Champions League campaign, he was, he was the guy. He was the guy. I, I feel like, you know, there was games that, you know, he, he didn't show up. But, you know, earlier he was scoring goals, scoring goals, scoring goals. Yeah. And I think Because in know, La Liga he wasn't showing up. But then when no, he won the yeah. Champions League, he came strong. Very Exactly. Good. I think so he has there, 16 goals right now. Yeah. So there's your argument. You're like, okay, yeah. he, you know, in La Liga right now, he, he did, you know, he didn't show up a lot of times, but he was putting the team on his back a lot of times. Yeah. In the Champions League, Messi, you know, Messi had a messy year. They didn't go, uh, <laughs> they, did, they didn't go past into the Champions League. And then if you look at Salah, yeah. you look at him and on all fronts, he is scoring nonstop. 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 And he is. Uh, he was voted the Premier League um, yeah, player. Uh, player of the year. Mm-hmm. So um, he, he, was, he was unstoppable, really. Yeah. So I, I think I'd love to see someone outside of Messi and Ronaldo win it. 
because sometimes I think we get so focused on them that we're we're not able to see other Anybody. talent that's rising. And of course, they're those two stars are in a league of their own. But the season that Salah had is absolutely remarkable. It's something out of like a comic book, to be honest. Yeah. Do you think if Liverpool wins and if Salah's able to to pretty much either score a goal or, or pretty much shine at least in the UEFA Champions, um, do you think he'd be able to to win the Ballon d'Or? I would give it to him if if they if they win, he scores and he plays a big part. I'd give it to him. Yeah, definitely. You know, because the campaign he had, and if you look at Liverpool, man, and you compare him to the other teams that made it to the quarterfinals and the semifinals, they do not have a deep team. Yeah. So they, they were running the Champions League with a very, very thin team. And obviously, Man yeah. City, you know, they ran away with the EPL. But Liverpool was still there fighting, um, you know, for, for the FA Cup, uh, fighting to stay in, in the top four of um, the EPL. And they don't, they don't have the rotation that they need to, to run a multiple front campaign in, you know, three different tournaments or in, you know, two different leagues, whatever it may be, like yeah. Barca have and Madrid have. So they depend a lot on their star players. And Salah has put the team on the back, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I definitely agree on that too. I think, I think if either way, I know Salah should be in at least the top five, top three, if, if, if even, um, and with that being said, I think if Liverpool wins and he's able to, to shine and if he's able to, to show quality and, and show that there's a reason why, you know, he, he's amounted and made such a big impact. I think, I think he definitely deserves the Ballon d'Or. All right, so uh, other than that, thank you, Nate, so much for, for giving me your time, for, for giving us your opinion on the UEFA Champions League as far as, you know, everything. And so thank you so much for everything. Once again, guys, follow Nate. It's Nate Taveras. You can follow him on Instagram at NateGT24. You guys have an awesome, awesome Sunday. Enjoy the Clásico, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you.